cool swipe swipe whichever way, right? Like the old school way. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, nah, but that's when I walked up to her and uh, and uh, started talking to her a little bit, and I you know, talked about asked her about if she wanted a shot. I said, "Can you drink while you work?" And she was like, "Eh, yeah, I could probably have a shot." So I asked her for something, whatever she wanted, and I thought it was gonna be something sweet. She's like, "No, again, set it on up. We're doing Jack Daniels," and I was like, "There's it is, right there, top to my heart." <laughs> the intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Joining us here on Whiskey Weeks 2023 is we're officially now in the month. Now, last ep- last week's episode, I said it was Whiskey Weeks, but it was National Bourbon Heritage Month. But we are here now, and joining us, his first full-length album, Product Of, is out now. Welcome in, Lewis Bryce. What's going on? What's going on? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm finally uh, back home from a pretty busy summer. Um, I'm actually home for more than a few days, rather. uh, (laughs) That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. I don't mind being busy because if I ain't busy, somebody else is. Got to get it while I can. That is true. That is true. In this game, you you, you can't be uh, sitting still, I don't believe now. Um, since this is bar conversations, I always li- like to ask if you got something good to drink. And I know you poured something right beforehand. So what you got? What, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I got uh, just plain old ice cold Coors Light. That's where I like to go to everyone. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I went with a little something stronger. It's a little little uh, uh, Hemingway Rye whiskey, their signature edition that they just dropped. So figured out nice. I'd spice it up a little bit tonight. Yeah, man. I. Uh... I got, I got, I've been, I'm right in the middle of a move. We're about to move to our new house. We just signed on it. So, uh, uh, it's been, all my stuff's kind of packed up. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, so obviously you enjoy a cold beer. Do you enjoy some whiskey or or tequila? What's your like go-to if if it's not beer? Well, see, uh, I used to love Jack Daniels and, uh, like, so me me and my wife, we kind of, she, I think I love her because of Jack Daniels. <laughs> whenever I first met her, whenever I first met her, I uh, went to go, like, I went to go buy her a shot or something. She was bartending at the time, and uh, and she was like, "I said, yeah, if you want something kind of sweet, like a royal flush," she said, "No, honey, you better saddle up. We're doing whiskey." So she <laughs> me well, I, I knew she was the one, more or less. But uh, no, but right these days, I drink. I'm more of a. I found that uh, I found the tequila kind of is a little smoother for me. Uh, when I drink enough whiskey, I like to say my redneck comes out. I guess whatever my stumper is like what I like to call it. So, um, but uh, so he, you behave a little better on tequila. <laughs> I bet. That's yeah. Now, now with the tequila, are you drinking like blancos? You going reposado and yeho? Where, where, where are you at on that realm? My favorite is 1942, Don Julio, uh, Julio uh, 1942 is awesome. That's one of my favorites. But, uh, man, I, I like Casamigos, and I generally go for the Blanco just because it's a little cleaner for me. But if, you know, like, I, I like Reposado because the Casamigos it has that little vanilla kind of little flavor, kind of like the, the caramel. It's close. It's yeah. close to like 1942, you know, but it's really – I like it. Yeah, man. Uh, I like that because I, I had a – an extra in Yeho the other day from I think it was El Mejor or something like that, and it was aged in bourbon barrels for thirty nine months. It didn't really taste. It was like a weird, the weirdest blend of, like you were like, this is tequila. wait, is this tequila? Or is this bourbon? Because at that point, it's older than some bourbons we're drinking. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I like my, my tequila Casa Azul is great. It's, it's, it's that little thing, little thing, a little bell on top of it. I had a couple of those. 
<laughs> well, and you, you mentioned your wife. You're coming up on what one year anniversary. So, so yep. congrats on that. Thank How's you married so life? Oh man, it's been it's been awesome. It's been really great. She is absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Danielle Bryce, and so uh, awesome. This summer, you know, she knows what I do. Like I'm during the summertime is when I'm pretty pretty busy. I've been I think I was home for like maybe eight maybe nine days since June, middle of June. And so, uh, yeah, but she, she works, she does real estate stuff. She's able to keep herself busy. But, you know, when I, you know, a couple of times this summer, I was gone for like two and a half, three weeks and like one stint. And so that's eh, a little long to be away from, from the wifey, but you know, she's been a trooper all summer. And, uh, I just kind of got over one of my pretty much the last little hump, you know, that's be super busy where I've just been wide open because I've been all over the place this summer. We, um, done a whole lot of stuff. We started, you know, more or less in Nashville, and then I jumped on a few road shows. My brother went up to like Ohio, New York. Uh, we've been all over the place, and all the way from there to California, to Nashville, to Key West, all the way up to Jersey, to Detroit, Chicago, um, Ohio. I was trying to name all the places we've been this summer: South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, yeah, just, just a couple of places. That's a few places. <laughs> Well, and I love the story you touched on it, how you first met your wife. So it's true. You went up to the bar and she was bartending, right? And you asked her the shot and she wanted Jack Daniels and told you to saddle up. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly how, that's how I, I recall it. I think that's how she recalls it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was, uh, at the time she was downtown working at Tin Roof, uh, down on uh, Broadway. And, uh, and so I, I was kind of going in there to see one of my buddies, Jeff Krantz play and uh, my, I my buddy Craig and, Come walk up to the bar, and I was like, "Oh man, she's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good looking." What I didn't know at the time is, I guess her and the other bartender. Uh, I walked in. She told me she said, "Yeah, I went ahead and just called dibs on you, just so you." Know. I was like, "I was like, all right, cool deal." Uh, I didn't know. So the, like the old school swipe, swipe whichever way, right? Like the old school way. Dibs, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's when I walked up to her and. Uh, and uh, started talking to her a little bit, and I you know, talked about asked her about if she wanted a shot. I said, "Can you drink while you work?" And she was like, "Eh, yeah, I could probably have a shot with you." So I asked her for something, whatever she wanted, and I thought it was gonna be something sweet. She was like, "No, yeah, I'm settle on up. We're doing Jack Daniels." And I was like, "There's it is, right there, shot to my heart." <laughs> well, it was true love meant to be because clearly you're together now, and obviously. Family's important to you because uh, I think you've got a few songs about them and even a few songs about her. How important is family to you? Family's really important to me. Um, I've uh, I, I definitely don't take it for granted. I've been very blessed with a great family. Um, mom and daddy, you know, they they grew up. They they definitely uh, were big supporters of everything anything I've ever wanted to do. Um, you know, they're still together, still married, still alive, and so. You know they're they're kicking right along, enjoying enjoying their retirement part of their life. You know, and so I, I just know I'm very fortunate to have the type of family I grew up in. My brother, obviously, me and him been really close. My, my um, you know, you know, I think it was like a point like around freshman year in high school is when they were really became like friends more or less, little brother, big brother thing. <laughs> but, I, uh, I understand that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we you know it's, it's great that I get to work with him all the time. Uh, we, you know, we, we collaborate on my records and everything with that. And, uh, and also we get to play shows on the road every once in a while. So, and that, and that's what I know I've always grown up about it. I'm really proud about it. And also my wife, you know, it's, it's, she makes it hard to sing a sad song. I actually wrote a, a song like that. It's on my record and, uh, if you want to check it out. But, uh, but yes, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm very, very proud of, uh, of how much she loves me and how much I love her. And so, 
uh, you know, I've just been very, very blessed about it, uh, being having a really good family, always trying to surround myself with the, you know, the right type of people and everything to, you know, keep the dream alive. Well, I was going to say that that's important is being around the right people. And, and everyone probably knows your brother's somewhat talented musically, but they might not know that your mom and dad were pretty talented too. And you pretty much come from a musical family. Absolutely. We, uh, we, uh, it's funny, my mom and my mom and my sisters pretty much taught my dad. Um, my mom, her three oldest sisters, uh, my aunt Henrietta, aunt Judy and aunt Lori, they, uh, they went around, they always sang around at like different groups. You know, gospel, like Southern gospel stuff, sang at churches as kids, and they were like super young. They were like, you know, 12, 13, 16, or something like that. And uh, at that time, they actually came to Nashville and recorded a little six song uh, record on vinyl, and they had a little picture called the Lewis Sister. Uh, my mom's maiden name is my first name. I got a full family name. Um, and uh, yeah, so they actually still have that record. It's pretty cool to see and all that. But we just grew up, mama, all them singing, and in church stuff like that and then when they met my dad taught my dad how to sing my dad could sing the phone book uh, he literally could rattle walls while he's singing bass because he's in a he's in a little southern gospel quartet still he goes they go around singing around south carolina and stuff uh, but he can go from uh deep deep growly bass all the way to the falsetta like tenor and like a, like a flip well and I mean, so was there any chance that you weren't going to go into music then? Like, I mean, was that like, uh, would you get shunned if you didn't? <laughs> no, no, not really. Uh, I, you know, I actually wanted to be a chiropractor or uh, I wanted to do come into music and everything like that. I've always loved music. Uh, and I, you know, I got my first guitar like when I was like around 11 or so. And you know, I wrote my first song when I first got in college or something like that. And then I wrote a couple of songs after that. But uh, I've always played and stuff, but I was actually going to school to get my associates in science to go to chiropractic school down in Port Orange, Florida. And uh, the year I finally got my two-year degree, um, they changed the curriculum to where you had to go four years before you went to three more years. I was like, uh, I'm going to go be a kid for a couple of years go hang out in Nashville with my brother. So that's when I came here. And, um, I came to Nashville, Tennessee, from Charleston, South Carolina, and uh yeah, the day I, I landed, I, I think I, I pretty much got a job a couple of days later at a place called Twelfth and Porter bartending. And uh, I think about a week and a half, two weeks after that, I was already in a band. And, uh, and so from there, and I and you know, I was trying to mix in bartending with writing, you know, for a long time. And and then uh, and then a couple of years got into it, and, and I was like, all right, it's coming to the point of where I need to figure out, you know, what I really want to do. So um, I was like, I, I chose music, and I was like, I said, I, I figure if I can learn about you know, I, I'd played enough shows where I realized I can make enough money to survive, you know, and live off of. And so, um, yeah, between me learning a few songs and going to Key West a whole bunch, back towards Key, Key West, because I'd go down to Key West for two or three weeks at a time. And uh, I think one time, I think one time I played 18 shows in 15 days straight. Um, it, and there was like four-hour shows. And so that was, whew, that was a week or two. And that was like during the middle of spring break or something like that while down there. So, um, and West, it can be be pretty fun, but but yeah, I'd go down there, make a couple thousand dollars, come back to Nashville, stay in town, right, and then uh you know go play some gigs outside of Key West as well. But uh but yeah, eventually just got to I got a little small pub deal, enough to help me out with some bills, and uh, that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to go out on my own and start playing some more shows, and uh yeah, and it's still do it. It's still always kind of been a little upward climb, and once we started putting out music, we we're like, well, this makes sense. Let's keep rolling. Well, I was going to say, I mean, because people might see you now, you've got the album, you 
you're able to do shows. But, I mean, obviously that's not an easy life before that, though, traveling to Key West, going around, doing things like you know, that that's when you kind of probably figured out that this is something that you, you love and want to want to see see through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I really do. Like, I haven't gotten tired of it. I've been doing it for quite some time, and uh, I love it. I still love it just as much as I did the first day. And, you know, and, and, and I've always seen um, growth in what I do. And so as long as I keep seeing growth in, 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 in myself and also musically and also growth in my, my business, um, I just I, there's no reason to no, no reason to quit. I'm too deep into it now. And uh, <laughs> you don't want to go back to school and, and get that degree. <laughs> oh no, and I, you know, maybe you know, later down the road if I wanted to have it. But I already, I got. I got my so that, I did, that is true. I did get my degree. That is true. That is true. And and you know, obviously, growing up around a family that probably loved gospel and all sorts of things, what music did you kind of gravitate toward toward as you were growing up? I mean, we always had, uh, my daddy always had like Gold City, Cathedrals, uh, the Gaithers, you know, a lot of Southern Gospel courts that was always on, on the radio. And now my mama, she always had uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt on the, on, on her, in her car. And I think as a kid, I knew every word to every song on that, that one. It was uh, Linda Ronstadt and uh, Aaron Neville on them. So I learned later in life that Linda Ronstadt was such an icon of rock and roll. Uh, she was a big part in the Eagles. Know, kind of get together and getting their their stuff like that, but and fell on that on that end. But um, when that we're in Alabama, and what's it? Yeah, I got a little older, and I was able to have my little alarm clock. You know, there's a little box that's kind of the alarm clock. Uh, once I first got one of those, as a you know older kid, I always I always had them. But that's the time when Garth Brooks was it, Randy Travis, um, and that, and that's where uh, that does thing. My bigger my bigger older you know artist that I like that Brooks Dunn come along you know and and then you got to that's kind of transition there when I lived in Charleston Carolina for like five years um the big scene there was like rock and roll and jam bands and so that's whenever I like Aerosmith and uh like uh, like uh Aerosmith and uh, uh Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff like that so and then I then I found one of the bands this band called Fuel and uh when I went and saw them uh a show and it's called the Plex. Where well, it was the Plex, I think it's uh, somewhere in North Charleston now. I went and saw them, and that show was absolutely amazing. Um, when I saw when I got done with that, it was one point in the show. I was like, man, that right there is what I was. That was that's supposed <laughs> to do that. And so, um, yeah, that, that was the, yeah that that band was a big influence on me. Um, you know, and I think I, I love rock and roll. Nineties rock is great. But even in the well, I was gonna- the, there's nothing wrong with any of those bands you've been listening listening so good yeah, good ones to go after yeah it's I, that, I mean i have a pretty 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 wide range of music you know that i've always grown up loving and you know, say i have my phase when you know we you get your tupac and your biggie and you know uh, then your eminem phase everybody had to go with that dr dre mm-hmm. daisy all that stuff that was under the blue album was really on that right <laughs> so when you hit a shuffle on ipod it could have been anything I'm dating myself too. It could have been anything. <laughs> my my uh my uh my computer screen when I have, like my iTunes and stuff always flipping around. I mean, you see all kind of crazy stuff on here. Like I got a bunch. I'm just looking at it right now. You got uh, my brother Ryan Hurd, Eric Church, Gabe Lee. I know him. And then uh, got, uh, what else we got on there? Oh, there's some Tupac right there. And uh, and there's my buddy Nick Norman. We got some Jared Neiman on there. Um, yeah, I got a whole bunch of like crazy albums. I think I see some Frank Sinatra right there. So, 
<laughs> See, well, I mean, that's that, that's the influence of growing up around parents that love music and let you listen to a bunch of things, and then you find what you like. And obviously, you also grew up in South Carolina and Sumter. What what was it like growing up there, and and what impact did that have on you? Oh man, you know that is really it's a small town, like you know, definitely country. I grew up, you know, uh, we never, whenever, whenever we had our our time to have fun, whenever we weren't in during the middle of the summer, me and Lee, my brother, we, uh, when we were old enough, when you know, stay home by ourselves, we go walking in the woods. We had there was nothing but woods behind our house or cornfields, so we could literally just go grab our BB guns or pellet guns or whatever, and just go. Yeah, let's go walk through the woods for a couple hours, stuff like that. And I grew up, my buddy uh, Jacob was one of my best friends. We grew up, um, his daddy had chicken houses. So we'd always, uh, oh, cool, we're going to be their kids to get up at 530 in the morning to help out and go go take care of their chickens. When I say chickens, like like thousands, 10,000s or 20,000 chickens, like that. So, um, you so know, not the backyard Saturday, coop. <laughs> no, not the backyard coop. These are, these are big old chicken houses. And, uh yeah, yeah, we I grew up hunting, fishing a whole bunch. That's what I loved to do on Saturday morning. Every daddy would take us and not. So um uh small town, real close knit, and then we lived on in Oswego, South Carolina was kinda like a branched off of Sumter right there, but it was like, you know, back up in the swamps and stuff like that. So, you know, we had our field parties. That's whenever we had that's where we went to go hang out because everybody all everybody had land, everybody had a big field. So we'd just go that's where we would go during you know, high school and stuff. other than that. To find out, so that the, the dirt roads, mud pits, and uh, and uh, bonfires are a real thing in my life. Uh, I was gonna say that's that's, that's pretty cool because not everyone that's singing about that got to really live that. <laughs> I definitely lived every bit of it. That you know, I think there, there was like a church, like every half mile down down the boulevard. So, you know, it, it definitely a lot of, a lot of southern, southern Southern Baptist church there. Um, I just recently I shot a video that we released of for uh, for product of. And I actually show. I mean, I sat her and uh, showed all that. Like, uh, we did one scene in the, the church that I actually grew up in, uh, Eastside Baptist, uh, uh, in there. And I think we did another scene out in Oswego, like down the road, wanted to find a water tower out there. That's where I grew up, dog drive and like hunting deer, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I think we kind we kind of a bunch of different places around Sumter, and and, uh, and I, I thought that it made it, it made it for me a lot more authentic. And I think it made just, that's what I'm a product of growing up, but yeah, big fields, um, fishing, hunting, loving every day. <laughs> well, well and you, you, you touched on it, like product of, if, if, if folks haven't heard of, of it, it's kind of the, the title track to the album and it's you and your brother, but it's about how you grew up, where you grew up. How cool was it for you though, to, to go back there and share that part of your life and share your hometown and places you had been? Um, it was really special to me, and also I was able to get my mom and dad in the video, and uh, I kind of, I kind of told them like super last minute. I said, "Hey, yo, I'm coming to town tomorrow. I'm bringing a little camera crew. Do you guys mind being?" <laughs> they were like, "Okay, cool." Because uh, for me, I mean, writing that song was a product of you know we're a product of them, you know, growing up and the way they they raised us with this like a small town love. You know, uh, my dad was an electrician um, his whole life. He was a lineman for twenty years, and they big ditches, running wire. And so when he took, he started a side business on electricity and that's whenever me and Lee would go help him. So I, I grew up digging ditches and I was the small one. So all the dark places like the houses and in the attics, all the places where, you know, <laughs> you gotta that, go. <laughs> that's what I had. Um, but we did all that. And, uh, like my mama, she, uh, she did insurance while she was a nurse. And, uh, and then, you know, later, later now she's helped my daddy run the business, you know, 
uh, make sure my daddy stayed home, kept his head all straight. <laughs> and uh, someone's got to do that for us, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, and I was really happy to be able to bring them into that. And um, yeah, it's for for me. It's, it, it makes it more makes it real that, that you know when people act, you know, people say, "Oh, he's got a backwards hat, flat bill on. You know, he's all got dressy clothes. He's not country." I was like, eh, "I'm I'm really country. I promise you." You know, I just clean up well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my best. I've always been the, the clean, nice and tidy. Really. Well, and and on that song too, you know, your brother gets the you have your brother on it. How cool was it to have him? And was it one of those things where it was trying to find the right moment to do something with him, and that just kind of came up and made sense? Yep, exactly. As you're hit around around the head, uh, that song. So funny story. We had already, I'd already cut the song, mixed, mastered it with just my vocal on it. Uh, beforehand and i'd already shot the video without him in it so i have a version of this song it was just me on it and the video with just me in it um and so we're getting everything about you know my timelines for wrestling your release strategy marketing stuff like that and so we had a phone call with him one day and we're sitting there and he got out of nowhere says well um i've been thinking about it i mean if there is a song for me to be on i think this is the one and i was like oh uh i mean absolutely for for me, because I just got told my mom and daddy, it's where we grew about us. You know, I didn't write it, but I wish I would have been a part of it. It's something I would do. And, and he, he got out of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, I leaned back and my my manager says, hey, do you know anything about that? And I was like, no, nah, man, I had no clue. And so he kind of threw it those last minute. And this was like two months or a month before we were about to start releasing the song. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I, I can get that with obviously a great thing. And, and I was super, super proud when he said that. I was like, well, we got some work to do, but... You know what? All, all the stars have lined up really well because I was kind of wondering if I wanted to make product of the first release, actually. And so, because uh, I, I, you know, I wanted to build up to it. And so I think whenever you release the song strategy-wise on, well, for a full record, you get a couple songs mm-hmm. you kind of previous uh, before you have to release a full record. And so uh, it worked out well. And then um, I had this song called Thanks for the Heartbreak I wrote with uh, my buddy Adam Al Jacob. Um, and so, you know, uh, he, he, uh, Kyle got Kyle, Kyle passed away a couple about, about a couple months before this, and uh, and I was like, well, uh, you know, it's special. I was I was very very proud that I had a song written with him. And, um, he was a close friend of family, and the way it kind of came up was, like, man, I just feel like this song was the right one to put up and then put out first, and then we decided on we ended up being our let's do that one first, and then do product of second, kind of build up to the record, and it worked out well. And then just for, just before we we're about to do it, as soon as I made that decision. I got a, uh, my dad, my, my brother and I, we have a deer camera, you know, out in his property. And this thing, out of nowhere, it pops up. Ooh, I see the picture. It's like a, I don't know how to think about cardinals, but uh, I saw a big picture, a perfect picture of a whole a cardinal. And I was like, wow. I said, I've been, I, it, I was like, man, I texted my brother, said, hey, dude, that's Kyle, isn't it? And he was like, absolutely. And so, um, you know, saw people say cardinals, they go, it's a spirit, whatever. So I was back there, just thinking about you, but I was like, all right. So that, that that gave me a lot of peace when we did that. But uh, so, but yeah, so, I was able to get the video, rest of the video shot. It all worked out great, all on perfect timing. So, well, that, that that's awesome, and and it's cool that you were able to kind of you know get the first one out there to you know for for a friend and and someone that that meant some something to you, and then ha- have product of as kind of the follow up. And how much do you you get to bounce ideas off of and just kind of get advice from and vice versa with your brother? Um, I tell you, it's crazy about uh, 
we, we get to talk. We, you know, pretty much every time we, we do get to talk, which is not, we get to talk every once in a while. I talk to him. I see him more on the road than I do at home, which is uh, it's pretty interesting. But uh, when, when I am out on the road, I get some good quality time with him. And and Jenna, we always talk about our, you know, our biz, my business, what I have with him, and you know where we're going and everyone do it. So he's always giving me advice, and and I just get to watch him. I, I I've learned so much from him. Uh, just the way he runs his business, the way he runs his crew, and the way you know his crew has been, you know, put together. Um, like he's got one of the best crews out there, and uh, but he's he's surrounded himself again with a lot a lot of great people that have his best interests in mind, and so, and also he has his best interest uh, interest in mind for everybody else around him because he's just one of the you know one of the hardest working like caring dudes out there. And, uh, but yeah, I, I learned I definitely learned a lot from him, and it's it's pretty awesome to be able to have a uh, first-hand experience, like right there, so close to it. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's 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 been a good thing. Well, and then too, I know you you love songwriting, and that's something that 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 you enjoy a lot of. And did you co-write every every song on the on the new album? On the new album, yep, I was a writer on every every song. And uh, you know, I, I I was looking for outside songs, outside cuts, but uh, I just couldn't find anything to beat what I what I had. Well, I was going to say, I mean, how often are you pitch things? And is it one of those things where just if it doesn't fit your voice and kind of how you, who you are, you're like, I love it, but it's not me. Um, I've, I've gotten pitched uh, quite a few songs. And uh, it's just like when I hear them, it's like, you know, there's been a couple that, I, that I've gravi- gravitated towards. Uh, and I was like, but, you know, even though I didn't write them. And actually, actually, I have a song that I put out called Call Me Yours. Uh, I didn't write it, but Rob Hatch and I think Vincent Minetti and uh, I think one of somebody else, uh, Adam James, I think wrote it. And, uh, but I had them out on a writer's retreat for me, you know, to kind of write songs for me. So somehow they pinned it right on the head and it worked out. Great. That's, the, that's the only song I haven't been a writer on that I've released. Um, and I, like I said, I've got some songs. It's like, I really got to, for me, I got to really relate to it and kind of be able to put myself in it. Um, I, cause I think the fans or if anything I've ever been able to sing, I'm not, I'm not very, not very good at not telling the truth, you know? So I, I, I my expression is right here in front of you and, and and people people can see it. I think they they, they know what they're getting with you. Is yeah. what you're saying, right, right. <laughs> and and what is that writing process like for you? Is it coming up with ideas, experiences, things like that? How do how do you kind of is it a way for you to get your thoughts down on paper? How how does it work for you? For me, uh, I must always I'm always listening for ideas. Honestly, when I'm out, I hear people talk, and or, or I'm always kind of thinking, about, you know, what's a different way I can twist something kind of cool to catch somebody's interest that I can put myself into. And um, a lot of anything I've ever put out, really put together, it's, it's been pretty much I've had experience in it. You know, that way I can completely relate to it. Like, uh, you know, the first time as a song on my record that I wrote, uh, that's pretty much kind of a story how my wife and I met. And, and uh, and it ended up being our first dance song, so our first dance song. So it was a, a bunch of first times. It ended up being really cool. Um, again, like like a song called "The Right Love" that's on the new record, or "Shadow." Those are both about my wife and stuff like that. And so, um, but then you know, I have another one there. Like it's called "I'm Seeing Summer," and it's not like necessarily I've never been. It, it, it's not. It, it is a summer song, but it's not about the season of summer. It's about a person named Summer, and uh, and how that made that person. You know, or somebody left you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, whatever. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do my own thing too. And I found something. So, and uh, that, I, I, the only way I can really relate to that is I had a girlfriend years, years ago, and I was in like middle school, named Summer. But, uh, but her name was Summer. So uh, it's it's just you know some kind of some of those are kind of fun, fun little songs. Like another one called like uh, 
Goodbye Beard is on the record. Um, uh, I was going to say, uh, that one, uh, someone actually had some bad experience with the ring, right? <laughs> they, yeah, so in the right, uh, one of our buddies, who said, we kind of started talking about stories. So I had the idea, I was like, man, it's, it's like a, an idea about like, it's like you're actually a good thing. It's like, you know, you're kind of cheers and you're not in this situation anymore or something. And uh, because the idea, one of the guys was sitting there and said, yeah, man, one of my buddies went and spent like, uh, you know, 15 grand or 10 percent, a whole bunch of money on the ring. And uh, he went to go give it to his girl, and she got it. Next thing he knows, uh, she said yes. And the next thing he knows, she's like hooking up with his best friend or something. So, yeah, it was a big, I was like, whoa, no way, man. And so I guess evidently he's better off without her. But, you know, one of the lines is like, I spent a couple, dropped a couple grand on a gold band. Oh, man, could have been a brand new car. So that's a true story. Not necessarily for me, but it's from somebody. <laughs> Once we got that, I, I, I lo- love that. Yeah, man. Once we got that song done, I was like, man, there's something about it. It's just catchy. You know, it's just got that cool laid back feel. It's a cool story. It's, it's funny. And, and then it's got a good little twist at the very end, you know, because the whole thing is like the, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of sad or whatever you think he's sad. But he's like, no, I'm actually doing a little better now because I'm realizing what I had was dumb. Now I'm way better off. So here's. To- well, and then. I was going to say, that I, I love that song. And then you, you touched on the other song I, I really love off the record is a sad song. Because it's not really a sad song. It's a fun play on words. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny song. Uh, like, so I wrote that with my buddy Adam Wood. Uh, my brother's right on that song, too. And, right, and so we walked in that day, and Adam just kind of started kind of riffing us. And he said, man, Lewis, I want to write a song. I, I feel like you're in this good place. I had this actually idea thinking about you. I said, because you're always so happy. And I was like, and then I was thinking about it. I, said, I, wonder, what, I wonder if it's because his his her or his wife you know he said uh and, and so he, he was like so well, yeah duh, i'm naturally a happy person anyway she makes it a lot a lot better a lot easier to be happy and so and he was like yeah what i got this idea it's like it's, it's you know it's called sad song it's like it's not a sad song it's like it's, it makes it you make it hard to sing a sad song or write a sad song and we almost tried to put right in there but like right would just didn't work and he was like but i think it works if they make it hard to sing a sad song and uh, it came out just like that. It's like just for those words. And, um, it was like, you know, it's like, yeah, I can't remember the last time that I cried just until just the other night when I was laughing hard, you know, laughing till it hurt like hell. You know, so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a bunch of cool. I love getting like the, the they call it the natural twist. I <laughs> play on words. Well, it's a, it's a great song and, and it's fun. And that, the whole album I've, I've enjoyed, like I said, uh, Goodbye Beer, Sad Song, or My Favorite Product Of is, is another great one. And, Thank you. And what can folks expect if they get to listen to it all the way through? Uh, what are you hoping folks take away and get to see see from you? I Man, I hope they're going to see something, you know, that they're see, you know, that not everybody kind of, you know, a bunch of different things that people, that I think all of us kind of go through. Um, I hope they can they can hear, hear some things about there is the right love out there. There's a bunch of good things. There's a bunch of bad things, you know. If they could take away something like, you know, if somebody's having a bad day, well, don't 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 think you're alone. Other people have bad days too, but there's always, you know, that there there is happiness at the other side of bad days, you know. Uh, there's a rainbow on the other side of the rain clouds. You know, so um and and you know, it's just kinda giving people I think I feel like a little insight on who I am as a person, just kinda get myself out there because you know, there's some very personal songs with me and my life and where I'm at now. And, but also some of the songs like where I've been before, you know, and so where I'm from. So it's a pretty much all around 
you know, maybe like a, wouldn't say a resume, but it's kind of like a little, little, little 10 song story, three minute, three minute versions of uh, little different parts of my life. It's the book on Lewis. Yes. The book. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, what I think, what I love about it most is, uh, the 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 types stylistically wise the music in there because it's I, I feel like the the record kind of goes like a good book you know kind of up and down in waves and you have your climax songs you have your your cool acoustic songs uh, the songwritery side of me um, you also have your full on produced rock and roll songs and so like my song together that's that my my wife likes to call that my my sexy rock and roll song so um, my uh, but it's, it's like, I think it takes you for a good little ride. You're not listening to one long song. I think you're, you're kind of, it, it takes, digs on different emotions. And, uh, yeah, man, just, hey, I think it sounds cool. I think it's easy to listen to. Uh, I, I agree. And, and how, how is it hard for you to like play a song that you've written about your, your wife? Like, are, are you extra worried when she hears it for the first time? How does that, that go? And you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, I wrote that about you. <laughs> or do you wait until the end and when she liked it or not? <laughs> you generally can tell it's already written about her. If she, once I get done playing for it, <laughs> <laughs> honest with me, let, I can tell her within the, I can tell within the first like verse of first going into chorus, whether, whether it clicks with her and it's just, and, that, and, and the way she says, well, that's good, babe. Or, Oh my goodness. That's so good. Or <laughs> I can tell if she really likes her or not. I have a wife like that. She she keeps me honest, and it's a it's yeah. a it's a good thing. And and you've also you know in addition to putting out the new album, you've on a couple of artists to watch list. You also been celebrated for your high octane shows. Does the high octane shows does that come from those rock and roll days where you're like, man, if people are coming, it's gonna be a fun fun time. They're gonna have a good time, and they're they're gonna enjoy themselves. It really does. Uh, I've I've always tried to slow down, but I can't do it. Once I get on stage, I, and I feel that energy. I'm just like a I'm like a freight train, and it just uh, it just it just chugs right along, and uh, I feed off the energy out there. But again, I've all, my motto has always been uh, two or two million. You only have the same show. It doesn't really make a difference. Uh, I'm always I only know one way to sing, and that's wide open. Um, I get it honest from my, my mom, and my daddy, or my daddy definitely. He's wide open. It's either it's either all or all or nothing. Um, but we uh, uh I, I really love the, that's the performing part is one of my favorite favorite parts of it, and. Uh, I played some, some crazy shows this year. It's, it's been it's been a great year so far. A couple, a couple festivals and a couple pretty big shows with my bro. And uh, actually, we have, we have one coming up soon. I think, uh, uh, or either I can't remember when it is, but uh, we have a playing with Marshall Tucker Band and my brother and a few others. So, and I grew up on Marshall Tucker Band. I'm like, you know, can't you see one of my favorite songs, all their stuff. I can I can do all day with them. You know. So that's, I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, and I played live the other day. We did uh, Fox and Friends the other day. And so that's uh, in New York City. That was, they took the country to the city, and that was a good old time. But, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, I, I, that's one thing I do pride myself on. It's like I always tell people, you know, put me in front of the people. I'm going to sell what I got. And uh, cause it, 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 it's a high octane, it's rock and roll, it's a little bit of everything in between. And there might be a little L-I-V-I-N living in there too. There's a little bit of living in the whole thing. Uh, we, we, we've been closing. That's generally what I've been closing my sets with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to introduce that. I'm like, all right, thank you guys. I appreciate you. And I want to thank Matthew McConaughey for giving us this, our great line, man. L-I-V-I-N. I love it. I love it. And, you know, 
for for you, what what's your favorite? Like, is there a favorite song? Not that you're supposed to have a favorite song to perform. I feel like as a kid, you can't, can't necessarily say you got one. But is there just one that you just love more because whether it's how you get to play it with your band or, or how the audience reacts, is there just one that you love maybe a little bit more than the others? I think there would have to be, it's like the second song I ever, I ever wrote in Nashville. Or we actually didn't write it in Nashville. It was a song called uh, Messing With My Mind. And uh, that's like well, the second song I ever really kind of put out. And uh, one of the, that was the first song that kind of went to like a million streams right off the rip. And we didn't even really promote it real, real hard. But uh, yeah, the only reason I like that one is because I, I really get to sing on that one. I get to let loose and I'm I'm letting out. If, you, if I hit it that on that song, generally you feel it no matter where you're at. And then, uh, was there a moment when you were like, because I know you're a road warrior, you love to do shows, you've kind of done that all your life. Was there a moment when people were starting to sing back your songs to you where you're like, whoa, this is a whole different feeling and I'm definitely on the right track and it made, made the shows even better to be at and perform for you? Yeah, and honestly, you know, in the past, it's been that kind of like starting to do that in the past couple of years, especially this year um, when I had a few shows with my, with my bro, and uh, I, w- I was doing it acoustic, and they, my brother and his band came out on the side and watched me, and uh, I mean, I could hear people in the crowd kind of singing, but I didn't realize it, and then I got back, my brother was like, dude, like pretty much 75% of your set, I heard people sing louder than you were in the crowd. I was like, whoa. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it really is a crazy crazy feeling. Like a, uh, it, it is like I feel like no, no else, no other, and especially with somebody you're like, oh, this this is like a part of me, and people you know they care about it enough to learn the words or sing it, and um, and, and somehow maybe relate to it. it, it it's special, and, and 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 I love to hear that. And I guess you know, as as a wrap up, what obviously you got the new album that just dropped, you know, a little while ago. What else can folks expect from you the rest of 2023 and heading into 2024? Oh, we got a few things planned. Um, I got, I, I know. Um, that you're allowed to tell me. That you're allowed to tell yeah. me, not get yourself in trouble. <laughs> allowed to tell you that. Uh, we'll find out, I guess. But uh, I believe it's on my schedule to uh, December 4th, Monday, sing the national anthem at the Jacksonville Jaguars game. And they were playing the Bengals, which is Joe Burrow. And so I got a feeling that's going to be a pretty hyped up game. You know, if they both play well, so that that's a pretty big thing I get to do. Uh, sing the national anthem. Pretty nervous. I hadn't really. I've only sang the national anthem like once on a video. I haven't done it quite yet live and on a big stadium. So, pretty excited about that. Um, again, we got a couple other things we uh, in mind. There's you know, maybe some radio stuff. We may may have a couple things with that. And um, yeah, I was kind of back in now. It's funny because I've just put out the record, but now you know we're definitely pushing the record a lot more. We've got a whole many, a few other things left to do. We got the vinyl that's going to be pressed, and uh, so if anybody, nice. if anybody likes the vinyl, uh, it should be done in the next couple of weeks. And then once they once they do, um, we'll be sending them out. We've already had a bunch of pre-orders so far, and uh, this is, we got three different ones actually. We have like a black standard vinyl, and then uh, then there's like another special version for the music stores. Excuse me, and uh, it's orange. And then I think there's like a third, there's a third one that's a, it's camouflage, like an actual camouflage uh, printed uh, record. So there's a couple different little tiers of them and um, we're excited about it. And I actually have the, uh, the, the test record right here behind me in my little, uh, my, my little record player up there and I've been kind of playing it. So it sounds, it sounds cool. I love it. It sounds really, really cool to see, hear your music on vinyl. And um, so that's coming out, um, you know, we're just kind of getting ready to, Hopefully, we're we're working on trying to get a spring a springtime tour together and uh, see what kind of and see what kind of we we'll get a few things going this fall. But I think we're really going to press hard for a spring tour coming up. 
I just kind of fill up the calendar for next year and bring the show on the road and keep on putting out more music. I, I, I love to hear that. Hopefully you can swing by Kentucky and, and, and we can share a drink. And, and Lewis, this has been a blast, man. Absolutely, dude. I, I love Kentucky. It's great. And, I, and it's been a blast. Great talk to you. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.